uh, the online lending sector, which has been a very fast-growing sector, hasn't it there? Yes, uh, I think we should be worried. It's a very important regulatory sign that uh, I think the the the, uh, the reason behind that is because the TBOC doesn't want the macro leverage be mm-hmm. going too high, and also the banks and uh, traditional financial institutions have to pick up the risk uh, uh, modeling uh, key technology internally rather than lend to lend to the third party. So and also. The local banks cannot uh, go outside its uh, geography jurisdiction to get to uh, new clients. So that's uh, some significant changes from regulatory perspective. So the traditional banks and institutions have to uh, meet their demand. Yeah. Yan, and it's always a pleasure talking with you. Thank you very much. That's Yan Wu, who's, who's chairman of Zhenrong Bao up in Beijing. You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Around Asian stock markets this morning, uh, not much change in Australia. It's more or less flat at the moment. The Nikkei 225, though, is surging ahead above 30,000. It's up about 1.2% now. Uh, looks like the Hang Seng is going to add about a third of a percent at the open in an hour's time. In the commodities markets, Brent crude oil is uh, is continuing its rise. Uh, It's up to $63.41 a barrel at the moment. Very small rebound in gold going on at $1,786 an ounce. Do please join me again tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. And as I mentioned on Radio 3 this week, throughout this week, from Wednesday onwards, we will be covering uh, the Financial Secretary's budget. Stay tuned for Back Chat. Coming up just a moment with Hugh Chiverton and Mike Rouse. The weather forecast is going to be fine. Warm during the day. Maximum temperature of about 26 degrees. The outlook is mainly fine tomorrow and warm during the day. Windier and cloudier on Wednesday and Thursday. 19 degrees right now, 86% relative humidity. It's 8.32. Here's Samantha Butler with the half-hour news. The chairman of the Education Policy Concern Organisation says the government should consider putting teachers on a priority list for COVID-19 vaccinations. Schools resumed today after the Lunar New Year break, with up to a third of students allowed on campus at any one time. Those schools that get all staff tested every fortnight will be eligible to have all students back for half-day classes. Mervyn Chung said schools should play it safe when deciding to fully reopen. Whether or not for full class resumption, it's always good for teachers to protect their health and safety since they're in contact with students every day. That's why teachers are included as a priority in the vaccination drive in some of the Western countries. But this is not the case in Hong Kong. But anyway, I think by taking the COVID testing, teachers will show to the students the importance of keeping safe from the, from the virus. India and China have completed the withdrawal of troops and artillery from a disputed border area in the Himalayas. The two countries said the disengagement in Ladakh was a significant step towards resolving other border disputes. Here's the BBC's Ambrasana Etarajan. Thousands of Indian and Chinese troops have been deployed to the undefined border in Ladakh since last April. Weeks later, 20 Indian soldiers and four Chinese troops were killed in hand-to-hand fighting in the Galwan Valley. The two armies remained in close proximity in other contested parts of the undefined border in Ladakh. Both sides have accused the other of intruding into the territory. The military build-up led to fears of a broader conflict between the two nuclear powers. 
Britain is to call for the United Nations to be given urgent and unfettered access to Xinjiang to investigate reports of abuses. The Office of the Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, said he would mark Britain's return to the UN Human Rights Council as a voting member by condemning the rights record of fellow council members China and Russia and will raise concerns about Myanmar and Belarus. His office said he would describe abuses in Xinjiang, including torture, forced labour and forced sterilisation of women as taking place on an industrial scale. Beijing has been accused of setting up concentration camps for its Muslim Uyghur population, but says they are vocational training centres to stamp out extremism and give people new skills. The head of the UN nuclear watchdog says Iran has agreed to extend for three months UN inspectors' access to its nuclear sites. But after a weekend of talks in Tehran, Rafael Grossi of the IAEA said the hastily brokered agreement would give his officials less access and end their right to make snap inspections. Here's the BBC's Bethany Bell. The head of the IAEA, Rafael Grossi, said there will be less access for UN inspectors in future. But he said the deal he'd struck with Iran was viable and salvaged the situation for now. He gave few details about the changes, but said this was a temporary solution that would be in place for up to three months. He said the deal would mean inspectors would be able to continue monitoring Iran's nuclear activities and allow political negotiations to take place. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Chat. I'm Hugh Chiverton, your co-host today is Mike Rouse. Mike, good morning to you. Good morning, Hugh. Today, the Leave Home Safe app and a new director of broadcasting at RTHK. The public are being increasingly encouraged to use the official contact tracing app Leave Home Safe which records a user's whereabouts and will issue an alert if they've been to any venue also visited by a confirmed COVID-19 patient about the same time. Restaurant customers are now required to use the app to scan QR codes as they enter or to supply personal contact details. As of Tuesday, the app had been loaded more than 840,000 times, with over 70,000 public and private venues taking part in the scheme, according to the government. What do you think of the app? Have you downloaded it? Will you be using it? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page, Bankchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us, bankchat at rthk.hk, or you can call us, and our number is 233-88266, free to air. Later, we're going to be talking about changes in leadership at RTHK, as mentioned. And if you want to comment on that, once again, bankchat at rthk.hk is the uh, email address. Let's uh, celebrate my return with a few emails, shall we? <laughs> uh, um, Mr Pink says, news flow on the BioNTech Pfizer vaccine over the past 48 hours has been very encouraging. Uh, this was written... Yeah, this was written today. Uh, Israel, which has successfully vaccinated almost half its population, produced a study of 9,000 healthcare workers. The study, published in The Lancet, found that a single dose of the two-shot jab was 85% effective, i.e. reduced the number of people developing symptomatic COVID-19 by 85% over a period of 15 to 28 days after inoculation. Uh, moreover, the research concluded that a single dose reduced asymptomatic infections by 75%, suggesting that people are much less likely to contract and pass on COVID-19 after they've been vaccinated with a single shot. Given this very positive news on the BioNTech vaccine, uh, there is a rising probability that Hong Kongers will opt for this vaccine rather than the Sinovac shot, particularly given the lack of third-phase trial data on the latter. That's from uh, Mr Pink. On today's topic um, uh, of the uh, app... 
let's see. Mike says, first, it's contact tracing. Next, it will be vaccine verification, and you will not be allowed in places without the vaccine. Some have been predicting this for months now at the government's denial. I just saw on NBC where restaurants, gyms and office buildings are requiring the vaccine verification on entry in the States. I think that refers to the, to the US. Uh, now the experimental non-FDA-approved jab is being mandated. Welcome to Bill Gates' new world. That comes uh, from Mike. Tom says, the Leave Home Safe app is an intrusive government app that will track our whereabouts, redirect us towards patriotic training class and possibly steal our DNA in the process. Or is it just a watered-downed water down, uh, contact tracing app that is far less intrusive than those in Thailand or Taiwan and of questionable effectiveness, depending on which camp you are in? Bloomberg News had an interesting headline, if we must build a surveillance state, let's do it properly. The best model is Taiwan. A comparison of apps in different countries in Asia would be interesting if there are any experts on the subject on today. We'll get to the subject, uh, the experts in, in just a moment. And uh, Herman says, uh, with the subject anxieties over the new app, I can understand people's privacy worries regarding the new app. I share these concerns, though I'm comforted by the fact that the app was probably not created by a company originally funded by the US military, like Google. But now I wonder if... Matthew, Glamour Island Matthew, will propose a listen-to-back-chat safe app that warns people when I, Johnny, or others who have a view he does not share send in messages or if the great bull sitting in isolation in Canada will suggest in one of his usual messages that feel like a week to get through that someone like him who is not bothered by minor inconveniences such as facts or reality set all direction for RTHK in the role of pompous pilot. That's from Herman. Joining us now, we have Michael Gaisley, uh, the managing director of Network Box, and Alex Hung, an IT specialist, a founder member of the Hong Kong Professionals and Senior Executives uh, Association. Uh, Mr. Gaisley, good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you very much indeed for for joining us uh, today. Uh, what are your yeah, overall impression of this 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 Leave Home Safe app? And do you know? Uh, have you got any kind of kind of comparison? Tom was asking how it's done in other places. Um, how do we compare with the, with the operation? Do you know? Well, um, I, I think to be fair, this app has been designed really to be minimally invasive. Um, up to the point where, I mean, you can walk into a restaurant, you can scan the, the QR code and appear to be using the app, but there's actually nothing nothing that the server or, or, or you know, the, the person standing at the front desk is, is doing to check that the phone is really your phone or that you don't have a second phone or you're not using an app that, that makes it look like, you know, look like you're using the, the government app and so on. So... Um, in order to not be invasive, um, it's reached a point where there's many ways to get around it. Oh, good morning, Mr. Gaisley. Uh, I have downloaded the app and I used it a few times. Um, does my phone knows that I've gone into that restaurant and the restaurant knows that I've gone into that restaurant. Who else knows? Well, as far as the app is concerned... Um, you know, the developers have stated that the data is only on your phone. And that actually makes it as private as possible. Um, but on the other hand, like I say, there's, you know, if, if that data is on your phone, um, 
is is that really your phone? You know, do you have a backup phone? You can delete the app. I mean, it, <laughs> I, I think you know. To be fair to the government, they've gone to quite reasonable sort of lengths to to yeah. be as private as possible. Well, I I I don't have a backup phone. I can't control the one I've got already. Um, <laughs> but what I what I want to know is. Uh, how could I get a message? Okay, you were in that restaurant between those hours. We've now found that someone else who's since been diagnosed with COVID-19 was in the restaurant round about the same time as you. How do I get alerted to that? Yeah, there, there's an update that goes out to uh, all users of the app um, that somebody was at a particular restaurant at a particular period of time, and then it checks against where you were and that that data of of where you were um is stored on the phone well so whoa, whoa. sorry how does it do that okay then it must someone other than myself and the restaurant must know that i was there otherwise it can't alert me well no because um you get an alert to say that somebody was at the same venue at roughly the same period of time who would i get that alert from uh well that that comes from the government and that comes from the app itself so it's telling all telephones that have the app um that you know the places the venues where infected people were and that gets checked against the data that resides on your own phone um to let you know whether you know you're in danger or you know that, oh. that you're so, potentially in danger but the information is on the phone your phone it's it's not with the government right so the message goes out to everyone, the messages, it would be quite a lot of them, uh, say 20 a day, of where persons who've been diagnosed were yes. the day before. And then my phone scrolls through those messages somehow. Did you, did you when you downloaded it, did you look at the terms and conditions? <laughs> I, Are you kidding me? Well, I never not. look at the terms and conditions, I, I nor does anyone else. Yeah, exactly. But I asked, oh. because the, the, it's reported in, say, the South Channel Morning Post, for example, that after downloading the app, users must sign a statement that if, if necessary, the information they provided might be transferred to law enforcement agencies or other authorised departments deployed for epidemiological investigations and contact tracing and for all related purposes. So they might say you... I'm just I, saying... Yeah, yeah. No, no. Apparently, I, you signed a terms and conditions saying that it can be given I, absolutely beyond the that's, phone. That's the thrust of my questions. How do these... Who else is getting that information? Someone else must be getting is it. Is this... You see, that sounds... A, I don't know. On I don't, the face of it, Michael Casey, isn't that a bit underhand? Are they saying that it's, it's stored on the app, it's stored on the phone... Unless you approve, but you have to approve in order to use the general it. use to. Actually, use I, I couldn't right? download it myself. The security guard had to download <laughs> it for me, and I think I suspect he strong strongly that he agreed to those terms and conditions on my behalf, and I don't care. But that's I'm trying to go in as a non-technical person behind this mm. and say the restaurant knows, and my phone knows. Who else knows? And the, the very question you've just raised is that someone else must know. Well, I mean, the, the other reality is that your phone is probably tracking you um, on, on its own anyway. Mm. And <laughs> as you're going between the different sort of cell towers, you're, you can be triangulated and tracked as well by, by the mobile phone operator. Um, there's probably a whole bunch of other apps on there that are tracking you mm. without, all, you know, all, all the celebrity of this app. <laughs> um, there's, there's, and, and, of course, you've got the CCTVs and you've got all, 
you know, all the other things that are going on. So well, this is right. privacy I, is shot anyway. It is, because I get messages about the weather where I am, and I'm thinking... Who, who's this guy in the in the observatory who knows where I am? Why is he sending me this special weather forecast? Can, can I can I ask you, Michael Gessler? Then do do you detect? I mean, this number. So we've we, you know this is, a, this is a week ago. There were eight hundred and forty thousand uh, downloads, uh, which is not a small number. It's quite it's quite a lot. I would suggest. Um, but do you think there is a sort of reluctance to use this app, or do you think people are embracing it? What's your impression? Well. Um I think people are embracing it just due to the fact that, you know, for a normal person, if you're not going to uh, try and deceive the system, as it were, you're either going to have to write out by hand uh, on, a, on a piece of paper all this information about yourself, or um, you can use the app. And ironically, the app doesn't ask for any uh, information about you directly so you're not filling in anything on the app which is like i say it's quite amazing really that you could walk in with a, a different phone or there are at least a couple of known fake versions of this app um you could even fake the screenshot if you really want to sort of you know quote unquote trick the the, the person at the front desk i mean it, it's not it's not the most secure and reliable um system in the first place if you really want to trick it Right, and of course, I also use the app that tells me tells me where I am. That well, seems to be on the phone kind of anyway. Mapping. Google Maps. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, most people on their phone, you Location. know, every, everything's being uh, tracked anyway. I mean, that, that's mm. that's the scary thing that we all live with. Mm. Uh, uh, Alex Hong, good morning to you. Thanks, yep. thanks for for joining us. Do you think people uh, are are worried about this? Do you detect people uh, reluctant to use the uh, Leave Home Safe app? Actually, I, I think, oh, okay, just for me, okay, I'm a yeah. terrible guy. I think uh, uh, it's fine for me to use this app. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, the reason is that um, actually I checked the, uh, the authority uh, setting for for this app is quite minimal. And uh, in fact, okay, one concept I want to correct you is about the Google Map. You use the Google Map uh, because you um, authorize the Google Map to track where you are and uh, but um <clears throat> and, uh, and the government app this time is uh, they don't need your uh gps uh, uh location and um actually the app uh inside your phone uh can't communicate uh directly that means uh okay it's quite safe uh, for you to use this app uh uh and you you will not let others uh, know where you are but for me, okay, this app is uh, is not so useful uh, for tracking the people who have been uh, that place uh, because uh, actually I, I used this uh, in the last week and um, when I get in uh, anywhere and I, I try to scan the code, but uh, actually uh, no one uh, phones me to do so. I just uh, have the curiosity to, to use it. And then after use it, and then... Um, Actually, uh, in many cases, uh, when you get into one place, uh, there are the 2D barcodes on the wall, and uh, maybe you, you go inside a shopping mall, and uh, there, you, there are some shops inside. So actually, you, you don't know which shop, okay, which where, where you should use the 2D barcode or not. And also, when you leave that place, okay, uh, usually you will not uh, try to try, uh, try it out. For me, 
really okay. Actually, I, I really, if I really want to know where I have been uh, for this app, if I can tap where I have been, it's better. At least I know where I have uh, chat chat in. But uh, there's no uh, uh, no uh, there's no not that option in in uh, not that function in in this app for mm-hmm. me. Uh, as a user to as a user to to chat uh, where chat where I have been, that's uh, very funny because uh, the the app knows where you have been. Okay, but you don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I, I uh, not the correct place mm. or not the correct time. Okay, even I don't know where uh, whether that two D barcode on the wall is correct or not. Right. And uh, one more thing is that uh, I I find that there are many. Uh, uh, elderly people and uh, also the kids when they go with them uh, with the parents and, uh, and the family uh, in this weekend because they don't have really they really don't have the smartphone okay and, and then the case is that everyone need to scan the code and then they have an, another option to use the paper and pen okay the first thing the paper and pen is uh, okay it's uh, really with a big uh, disaster of uh, the, the virus uh, uh, spread, okay? Because you're, 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 you're holding a pen, pen that other people have held. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, also, and also one very important thing is that you can fill in anything you like, yeah. okay? Nobody there checks it. Cases, there are two cases. One case is that you, you put the real information. Mm-hmm. And other cases you put the unreal information. For the case of unreal information, that means it's meaningless, okay? You put anything there and no one check it. But for you, you, if you put the real information, okay, no one knows how the uh, how that uh, location will will use that kind of information. Maybe use your phone number or whatever thing to right. to call you or for the marketing purpose. So that's a very okay for me. It's a, in fact, it's useless. Just a, a gesture. Yeah, but, uh, yes, for us to use the app. Can I ask okay. a follow up question? I, I I obviously can. Um, if my phone which has received these broadcasts from the health authorities, mm-hmm. tells me that you were in a place where someone else was who has COVID, then I then have, if I'm prudent, I would go and get myself checked. Is, is that the idea? But there's no enforcement, yeah. is there? No, if, yeah. no, if nobody yeah. in the government knows that I was one of those, then no one's going to follow up and say, did you get tested? Exactly. Uh, that's what what the what the logic now nowadays. In fact, I, I don't know why. Uh, I, uh, maybe four or four months before, I suggested the government to to develop the app. Okay, according to some uh, open source uh, that's used in uh, France and also Germany, especially in Germany, uh, and also developed by the Google and Apple. They can detect you automatically where you have been, and uh, whenever you you. Uh, is that, that through Bluetooth? Is that operating? Yeah, through the Bluetooth, and then uh, for the for the person-to-person contact, they can have a, uh, some kind of uh, uh, information in the phone. And then when whenever there's uh, some uh, real alert, uh, the government will have the authority to to, to, to file who you are, and then file, file and then ask you to have the test. But of course, okay, Hong Kong has a higher level of. Uh, uh, privacy, okay, that's why the app is uh, uh, doing this thing, but uh, I think it's not useful. 
uh, but just uh, for uh, uh, because I, I, my understanding is it's just too less, uh, too less authority left of your phone. Yes, uh, they, they can't do anything. <laughs> okay, some some uh, comments. Uh, Wolfgang says, I've been using the app for a while and I, I don't mind. I actually support its use. However, we had a case of positive infection in our office building and I took a full nine days until the incident was reported in the app. So what good does it do to use it if the alerts come so late? That comes uh, from Wolfgang. If anyone has a similar experience, or comment on that. Uh, and... Um, Jim says, another procedure designed for the protection of the common good. If there happens to be a spread in a location that I recently visited, I want to know. That comes uh, from uh, Jim. Uh, Michael Gaisley, uh, it's, this is, it's not all or nothing, is it? I mean, you can... Uh, it, it's, the more people that do this, the better. And it may not be foolproof, may not be 100%, but the, the better it is, the better for everyone. There's that argument as well, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, I, I would totally agree with you on, on that one. Um, in fact, this app is incredibly benign compared with almost every other app on your phone, which is designed to steal as much data from you as possible, um, except that, you know, they're not on the, 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 the sort of news being discussed. Wow. Okay, so we're, the message I'm getting here is that we're all being tracked anyway. And well, we are. I mean, you think about it. You've got. If, if I told you 20 years ago that you'd pay good money to have a system where you've got cameras pointed in both directions, a GPS system, microphones that you know the you can't take the battery. I mean, even on TV shows, they sort of take the battery out and and stamp on it. And <laughs> you can't take the battery out of your phone. Um, the government, you know, mostly the U.S. government can sort of remote access. Even if you turn your phone off, they can switch it back on again. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of capabilities in your phone that track you way beyond any control you have. So this app is perhaps the least of your problems. Yeah, actually, for the mobile operators, they, they really get uh, all, your, all of your information, okay, your, your where excited you are because you use the uh, phone network, okay? So, in fact, the, the mobile phone, will, uh, I, I agree with uh, Michael, uh, in fact, uh, with a GPS and also two cameras, okay, you, you, you can't really uh, not tell other people where you are. I think that puts, it, it may be helpful to some people to give them perspective on this because the, the initial criticism was that this was just another device for the government to follow you around with sort of sinister national security implications. It sounds to me as though it's the government is going to be the last to know. Well, I, th I think on, on, you know, when you're talking about this particular app, I mean, this app really has been designed going out of its way not to uh, track you and, and, and not to centralize your data. Um, but perhaps that's because they don't have to because it's already tracked and centralized in so many other ways. Hmm. I, I was just glancing through the terms and conditions. I can't see those, though, the, 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 the 
that wording that's uh, in the in the South China Morning Post report, or where it stated that you have to sign a, a, an agreement. Um, uh, but I've just been scanning it. Uh, Jay says, uh, now we have the app, app. Those who have been in the same restaurant as a contaminated person will have to get compulsory testing. And if you don't, you get fined. This is a good promotion for selling tests and finally vaccines. We can't trust uh, anyone. That comes uh, from uh, Jay. Um, thanks very much indeed for that. Uh, and uh, but, Sorry, what Jay said is sounds as though it's not correct. Because the, the, nobody knows that I haven't got tested or... Whether I've got tested or not. Well, no, and it also depends on what kind of restaurant you're talking about. Because, you know, if you're talking about a fancy restaurant where they have your mobile phone and you had to have a booking and they probably know who you are anyway, that's one thing. But if you go to a restaurant where it's you're just going in uh, quickly and it's sort of a, a fast food type restaurant, um, they, they probably don't have any information about you. And you know, after you've received the alert, nobody knows you were there at all because maybe you even paid in cash. So it's, it's an honour system in okay. many ways. All right, so, uh, L says, uh, my friend tried the Leave Home app works even when it's not connected to any network. No SIM card, no Bluetooth, no Wi-Fi. So how will we get updated if someone has been infected within the vicinity? What is the mode of communication between the phones? Anyone answer yeah, that? Well, yeah, I mean, your, your phone has been connected to data. Yeah. Uh, it requires a data connection. Otherwise, you can't get any uh, information about uh, where any contaminated contaminated uh, people. Okay. Uh, but I mean, if you, if you can't get an update, then your your phone wouldn't work for any oh. other app either. So okay. All right. doesn't see much of a phone at that point. All right, one, one, one uh, comment. This is from Martin. He says, your second expert, I think that's Alex Hung, said that you're not able to check which places you've been to, which is wrong. Just go to visit records under settings and you'll see a history of the places you have been. Alex Hung, so you can check? I can check on the phone. No, on the app you certainly can check. You can check where you've been? Yes, it lists everywhere you've been for the last 31 days. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I want to I want to say okay. One thing is that uh, the government apps, okay, especially this one, uh, the, the spokesman in uh, the government uh, also tell us that uh, there's a third party checking on, on the app whether it, uh, it's it's uh, the same as what it mentioned. Okay, that's what uh, uh, this one uh, the the app really can't check where you are. Okay. okay. Right. That's the problem of this app. Sure. Okay, for me, okay. Okay, sorry, we're, we're out of time. Alex Hong, thanks very much indeed for, for joining us, IT specialist Michael Gaisley. We're going to be joined by JR, bar owner, after the news at nine and talk about RTHK. The weather, fine. 20 degrees now, humidity's at 83%. Landings and overflights. An engine of the same type came off a United Airlines 777 on Saturday, leaving debris near Denver, Colorado. The US Federal Aviation Administration has ordered extra inspections of the passenger jets. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Back Chat on a Monday morning, first one of the week, with Mike Rouse and uh, me, Hugh Chiverton. Uh, hey, fat joy, everybody. First one of the new year for me as well. Uh, uh, we're going to be uh, continuing our talk about uh, COVID uh, measures. We were talking about the uh, Leave Home Safe app in the first part of the programme. We're going to be talking a little bit about bars in a moment. Uh, and then later about uh, RTHK uh, with the announcement of a new director of broadcasting and uh, also a report uh, published by the administration 
um, last week. Let's just just clarify. Yeah, Mike has, has shown me his his app. Uh, thanks very much indeed. And it's got that uh, that that section on personal information. It's got transfer of information. This is what it says. Uh, Transfer of information. Where necessary, the information provided by you may also be provided to other authorised departments, stroke organisations, stroke persons, including the Department of Health, Hospital Authority and law enforcement agencies deployed for epidemiological investigations and contact tracing for the purposes of the initiative under relevant ordinances and or subsidiary legislations and all purposes related thereto. So the information does get, will, can get passed on. Uh, you, yes. you agree to the information being passed on? Well, I, so, I suppose in, in, in... Is that right? I, I mean, must have done, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I mean, if you use the app, you, you also agree to the information being passed on. Uh, that's my impression. Anyway, uh, Neil says, I, I use the uh, Leave Home, this is an email, I use the Leave Home app. The government doesn't know it's me, it's easy to use, and you can delete it anytime you want and reload it. Even if they did know it was me, I don't care whether the government knows that I like a good steak or dim sum. Uh, why would I not want to know uh, that a person who has been in the same restaurant as me has been tested positive? Once I know, I would immediately get myself tested. This would make it safer for my family. It's personal choice, but why would you not want to know if your health and that of your family is at risk? That is uh, from Neil. Uh, and um, uh, uh, B says, QR codes and messages are in Chinese only? Question mark. Can English be chosen? Uh, yes, they can be. Can choose all the stuff I got is in English. Yeah, uh, and um, yeah. Sorry, and then one more comment from Jim, who says, um, "Where does it say that a follow-up test is mandatory uh, by the government?" Uh, it doesn't say. Doesn't say it's, that. It's not. It doesn't say that. Uh, it's, I, it's, I think, according to what we had in the first half of the show, somehow the app is going to tell me that I was in the same place at about the same time as someone who's since been diagnosed infected. But then it seems to be up to me to, to take the follow-up action, the or web, not. The website says health advice will be sent to users to remind them to take proper precautionary measures and seek medical treatment if needed. So it's certainly, it doesn't sound like a, not a compulsory test. No. And who, who is the person who's sending it? it seems to, is it the app itself or someone telling the app to tell me? <laughs> uh okay uh we are joined uh now by james robertson jr who's the owner of the restaurant train grappers and uh cadillac uh, you may have seen reports that uh some 70 bars across hong kong are saying that they're going to close after the uh, chinese new year holiday after social distancing rules uh affected uh business jr good morning to you good morning you mike Thanks very much indeed for joining us. Um, so uh, this, as I say, this poll uh, released yesterday said that uh, 70 bars had, had planned to, to, to shut down after, after New Year. Is, is that kind of about the scale that you were expecting? Well, yeah, I, um, we, we're always hoping for more. But you know, the fact that we've got uh, restaurants open until 10 p.m., that is certainly a big relief. How long that's going to... Uh, kick in and, and be favorable for us. I don't know because I think there's a, a lot of people short of money, but I think everybody was breaking out over this past weekend. So and we're, we're still waiting for the bars. I still have four bars that are closed, so we're still waiting for those to come on stream. How are you finding this new uh, thing with the app at the door of the restaurants? Is that well, working? 
Yeah, I was going to say, guys, um, I took a slightly different approach today because somebody had sent a note and said, hey, you want to talk about the app? So um, I went out to all my restaurants, and I asked the, the managers to uh, for Friday and Saturday to do a little survey. And so some of it has their opinion, but I've got from each of my Western restaurants sort of some feedback. And if you don't mind, I, I just, it's kind of all over the place. I'll just read you a few of the comments. I mean, uh, Please, yeah. Yeah, the first one is 60% yes on the app, 40% written, but we notice some of the numbers that they write seem to be landlines and not mobiles. And, of course, one thing we do, Mike's uh, concerned about, are they going to call me if I'm really there or not? If the, the written ones, we kind of don't know. Uh, do they really write a real number? And Is anybody going to really call the handwritten ones? I don't know. Here's another smaller, one of my smaller restaurants. 25% on the app, 75% written, and I, as the manager, kind of wonder if they're really telling the real numbers. So, uh, I don't know. Here's, here's another one. Uh, well, it's just a simple 60 yes on the app, 40 no on the app. And I asked them all to comment if they thought they were real numbers. And some of them uh, didn't say much because how would we know if it's a real number or not? Mm. Would, now, the res would the restaurant be alerted if a, a customer was diagnosed? Well, that's my question. I mean, here's my next one. 70% uh, no app and no idea about the honesty, but we wonder if there's some of those numbers aren't a bit funny. And the reason that people like to uh, fill out by hand and not use the app is because they don't have to go and queue up or go back to the front door, the side door, whatever, to hold the phone up to the the, the, the app thing. So uh, it's easier to just get up and walk away. So, yeah, I, I don't know about how, how this is working for the ones that phone in. I mean, now, if, if someone if someone said, uh, you know, if I had dinner in one of your restaurants, which now becomes an option again, um, and you're told that there was a customer there who's been diagnosed, would you go through all those forms and, and ring up the people who were there at roughly the same time? Well, I suppose that's what the government is telling us we should do. But is somebody really going to do that? I, I guess they would. I guess we would try. But right. how many of those numbers are going to be good, we don't know. Now, one of my, I was eating at another restaurant yesterday, one of my friends, and he's put the little code thing on every table to make it most easy. Mm. And he estimates 90% are written, only 10% using the app. <laughs> so I guess, I guess what they're telling us is people just simply don't trust the government to have, have the app and really be as uh, harmless as it supposedly is. I don't disagree with one of your, your uh, callers at the first half who said, hey, if I, I want to know if somebody had it in a restaurant, I want to go down and get checked. That's, the way, that's my personal belief as well. But it seems to be there's a large number of people that just aren't, aren't comfortable with this. Yes, my, yeah. busiest, my busiest restaurant that has the highest volume turnover, well, um, 60 to 60 to 65% are filling it in by hand. Only about 30-something percent are using the app. Can I, can I ask when that was? When did, when did you do that? Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. 
Okay. This uh, past Friday, Saturday. Let's let's just underline. This is just kind of a straw poll. This is just uh, this is nothing like a scientific survey. This is just uh, sort of anecdotal reports from the number of bars that you that you run and you're in contact with. Is that right? So yeah, for you can take it for whatever it's worth, and typical or, or atypical. Okay. And they're all Western restaurants. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jim says uh, in an email, uh, those SAR residents that are government and/or virus skeptics should keep their opinions to themselves. We get it. That comes uh, from uh, Jim. Uh, and uh, Jeff says if you're worried about trying, just get burner SIM cards while they are still anonymous. That comes uh, from Jeffrey, but I think they're, they're going to be made illegal. There's a move to make them all... Yeah, you've got to identify yourself before you can have one. Mm. But that's not yet the situation. Yeah. Let's get back to the, to the business side, uh, JR. So, I mean, the government is, you know, uh, at least relaxing, you know, the limit on, on uh, uh, evening service for, for restaurants. And four per table. And four that's per also, table. That's a big thing. Yeah. Um, it, you know, is that going to save the industry, do you think? Or, and also, when it comes to the industry, maybe some people will close down, but then won't others step in and buy up the premises and, and take over? Won't there just kind of be a bit of a churn? Oh, it seems like there's always another pool to come along and start up in the same location. Um, the, the, four, the four to a table is certainly very helpful. But underlying the whole thing is it still says, under the requirements, that you can only use 50% of the actual seating space. Right. And 50% at the peak hours, and of course the other hours it's not always peak, if you're only using 50%, you're not going to be able to survive. I mean, someday we have to get back to 75 or 100%. I mean, we just you cannot survive with 50% of your floor space being utilized and 50% empty and paying rent on that. Right, because you're paying rent on 100%. That's what I mean. Yeah, you're yeah. paying rent on the 50 you use, and you're paying rent on the 50 you don't use. You could try it on your landlord, I suppose. Say, under the government rules, I'm only allowed to use 50%. I want 50% deduction in the rent. Well, oh. yeah, that's, that's a, a song I've been singing for a long time. Good luck with that. <laughs> yes. I suppose the next thing is, is going to be you must prove that you've had the vaccination before you can go into a restaurant. coming, but I don't think that's going to come anytime too soon, because it's going to be a while before the general population has had the opportunity to, to get those va vaccines, I think. All right, some more uh, more comments from uh, listeners. Alan says, uh, uh, attaches a story from the New York Times. Uh, this is a map showing the thousands of people attending Trump's speech before the riot, then showing each one moving to the capital. By cross-referencing data collected by phone companies and apps, reporters were able to identify thousands of users and track them forward and back. Governments can already do this, and are. And any company that wants to purchase the data, including those with criminal intent, all you need is money. These COVID apps can be turned off. Most of the other data cannot be blocked without using a specially hardened phone and avoiding all common apps. That comes uh, from uh, Alan. Uh, Philip says, uh, we're not using the app. All libraries are calling the number you give when you write your details down. So if you are entering a government building and don't use the app, please give your correct details. That comes uh, from Philip. 
all libraries according to the number you give when you write your details down? Libraries? Uh, can you clarify a little bit on that? I'm not, I'm not sure what's, uh, about that. Um, thanks very much indeed for those comments. I mean, are, are you feeling uh, relieved at all, uh, JR? Are you feeling things might uh, turn a little bit of a corner now after Chinese New Year? Well, we certainly see an uptick from, um, and not so much on Thursday night. Thursday was the first night till 10. Nothing really happened. But we, we do see anywhere from about 20% to about 75% uh, increase in my outlets. So, the, the, in fact, one of them was actually double, which shocked us. We were kind of understaffed and underprepared. But uh, I'm optimistic. It's, it's better. But as I say, some of them is only... 20%, and I'm wondering how deep uh, everybody's uh, pockets are for disposable income, going to rest restaurants and whatever. I think at the end of last week, it was a bit of a mood change as much as anything. That I, I agree completely. It's sort of, you know, wow, at last is a Friday night when we can go out, um, rather than sort of yet another weekend home with Netflix. Friday night was quite good. Okay. But still no swimming pools. I'm, I've been back in the gym uh, twice now since that was eased up, but still no swimming pool. It doesn't make any sense. I, I don't think the beaches are open either. Uh, no, they're not. It still makes this, it's still, uh, it's still kind of a higgledy-piggledy. It's, it, rhyme and reason is not always there. Right. OK. James says, if you don't know where you've been, do you know where you're going? And if you don't know where you're going, should you even be leaving the house? <laughs> I'm constantly being followed by GFS helicopters, which at a conservative operating cost of 40000 an hour seems excessive. I'm glad to see that RTHK is adopting a more existential editorial approach. It may just save you. Keep up the good work. <laughs> That comes from uh, James. That's James has got other <laughs> no problems. Idea what he's going on about? <laughs> uh, James also says vaccine du jour. Perhaps vaccines. Perhaps restaurants could offer vaccine as an entree uh, option. Uh, uh, okay. Well, JR, thank you very much indeed for for joining us. James Robertson, owner of the restaurant train Grappers uh, and Cheers, guys. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Have a good week. Uh, Bowen says, Dear Backchat, it's difficult to think of any rational explanation why Hugh has seen fit to read out seemingly all the messages of one possibly mentally unstable listener apparently unedited. There's no meaningful content. The personal attacks are juvenile and numerous other listeners have complained about a public forum like Backchat being used for reasons of personal animosity. And Hugh himself agreed on air to cut all that out just last Thursday. That is uh, from Bowen. Okay, thanks uh, for that. And comments on uh, Facebook. Uh, Tom says, the headline when intrusive app uh, contact tracing apps are rolled out in Taiwan and uh, has a story from uh, Bloomberg uh, that he referenced actually uh, earlier. Um, to uh, our final subject today, to uh, the issue of uh, RTHK, um, on Facebook, uh, Henry refers to a report that was uh, published last week on uh, RTHK, uh, and we're also going to be talking about that uh, along with the uh, departure of the uh, di uh, uh, Director of Broadcasting, the appointment of a new one. Henry says, 
says the report says there are 76 different job types in CAT 2 in RTHK. Wow, in a very large international bank I had worked, we didn't have that many job types. If any man manager approved each new job description as and when arise, anyone with a basic management experience will tell you none. RTHK is a free-for-all paradise, no supervision of any kind. I think the government also respons bear responsibility for allowing such to occur. Uh, and uh, Henry also says the report on RTHK contains numerous very serious management issues covering nearly every aspect of management. RTHK Labour Union, as expected, refused to accept the report. Lankar Wing prime responsibility as RTHK head is to ensure that management in all aspects is up to high standard and provide excellent leadership. The report shows he is a management idiot and just let his subordinates run amok. Uh, Bruce says, will it be a f slow or fast death to RTHK Radio 3 as uh, we know it? Joining us for comment uh, now, we have uh, Grace Lung, lecturer in the School of Journalism and Communication at the Chinese University. Ms Lung, good morning to you. Thanks very much indeed for, for joining us. So we, yeah, we so, so on Friday we had the uh, appointment of a new director of broadcasting. We had the, uh, that uh, report, uh, that uh, critical report uh, published as well on management practices uh, in, in RTHK. Um, first of all, what, about the, what do you make of the, uh, the new director of broadcasting, uh, Patrick Lee? Uh, I think he is an very experienced... Um Administrative officer, uh, administrative officer in the government, but he has um, no, no, none. <laughs> he didn't have any single experience with dealing with the media. So uh, I, I think um, he's not going to manage RTHK as if it is a public broadcaster, but he will manage RTHK and treat it as a government, ordinary government department. That's why the government. Uh, they try to justify putting a senior AO into this position rather than recruiting someone from the media uh, sectors. So I don't, I don't think uh, there's lot, no one who are qualified to do the job as a director of broadcasting as a Lanka Wing. Uh, but it seems the government determined to reform Co and Co RTHK and convert it into a government department rather than maintaining its ordinary, uh, its uh, original. Purpose as a PSB. Of course, uh, good morning, Miss Lang. There, yes. originally, when it was set up many, many years ago, RTHK was treated as a, a sort of a government department, but I think the move to treat it more as a public broadcaster came, what, 30, 40 years ago? And, and it's done it very well, according to most listeners. Um, it, do you think this is a big, maybe the beginning of a move back to treating it as a conventional government department? Uh, um, I think, unfortunately, I think this is the trend because um, the funding was uh, provided by the government and then uh, it is up to the government to uh, probably they find that they had the power or maybe they had the... Um, because it was... Uh, uh, the existing set, set up was uh, a mutual agreement between the government and the RTK based on a chapter that they uh, mutually agree. So if the government finds, oh, you are a bit too far from our original purpose, probably they will pull it back. And that's why probably they will find, oh, 
I suppose you should be play a balanced role between a PSB as well as a government department. But it seems uh, you run too far from our expectations, so they, that's why they right. want to reform it and then use micromanagement to pull you back. Because a number of LegCo members have been uh, rabbiting on about this for some time, thinking Junius Ho and others have been saying that it should be, in a sense, an arm of the government information services uh, rather um, than an independent broadcaster. I don't agree uh, they lead another uh, government information services because they have already, already had a department there. So if they turn RTHK into another GIS, then probably you better scrap the whole thing. Or move it so back I- into GIS. Uh, I think that would not be the benefit of the government. Still, they need uh, some uh, organization that could be to serve as a bridge between the government and the general public. If you turn it into a G- another GIS, then people will turn away from RTHK. That, that makes no good use to RTHK. We and could, then right, the it, credibility it will, will... Yeah, yeah it will be seriously affected. Right. But this is, isn't this always the situation with public broadcasters? That uh, governments tend to treat the money that they raise from taxpayers as, as their own money. And therefore they want departments or everyone who's spending the money that they give them to tow the party line. Yeah, I agree. That uh, is not desirable. But that is our understanding. And then there's people's understanding. They will expect. PSB will serve the general public. And that is also outage case staff understanding. But the government is now doing something that um, probably we would not agree. That's why sometimes we will not agree they are doing treating the pandemic in such a manner or maybe spending a lot of money in uh, making the mask uh, for the people. But that is uh, already... When we are not no, lead, no longer to lead it, then they they are making the mass and distribute. But that was a waste of money. We don't agree with it, but we had no say because we don't have a democratic government nowadays. So uh, probably many, I think, uh, judging from the public opinion, many people are dissatisfied with the government's treatment on RTHK because RTHK still had a lot of um, listener and loyal audience, and then they did not agree the government to reform it and turn it into a government department. So we hope that uh, the general public will still support our texture, even though probably some of their programs will be sacrificed, like those are radical or maybe critical programs, probably they cannot produce it anymore, I, 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 I suppose, I expect. Uh, but still they can have some room to, to, to resist the government's approach as encroachment by uh, insisting on those educational or informative or maybe still entertainment programs, they can still have a room to pay. But, a, to but pay. a public broadcaster with a news arm must be able to report negative news about the government as well as positive news. Yeah, I agree. But uh, I, I, I think uh, that is... Um, I don't know whether this is temporary or a long-term thing. The, but, the, but, but the that report ha- happened. That happened in the all news media, maybe a formal media organization. So now the critical news that we ha- had we shipped to the internet on the internet platform rather okay. than on the uh, 
traditional media outlets. The report doesn't really talk about content. The report talks about uh, talks about management and editorial processes and also handling complaints. It says there are inadequacies in the editorial process, lacks transparency uh, in handling uh, complaints, there's a weak accountability because of a lack of well-defined and properly documented editorial processes, no clear allocation of roles and responsibilities uh, among staff. Um, do you know that's not true? I don't know in reality how would they handle it because uh, it's still a theory at this point. They still have some room whether they want to take it in a more flexible manner or maybe take it into in a serious manner. So if they do it in a very strict uh, uh, command, chain of command, that means uh, for every director or producer, if whenever they want to do any topics, probably they need to uh, get prior approval uh, from the supervisor. Then if there are too many bureaucratic procedures that will hamper uh, the producer director's creativity or maybe their uh, autonomy in choosing their own topics. So it depends on how the director focusing handle probably his, his personal style still affect uh, the actual management uh, procedures. So consider Deng uh, Guang, uh, the previous AO who also uh, become a helicopter into this position, uh, but he took, took it in a more flexible manner. Roy Tang, yeah. Yeah, at that period of time, RTHK could still perform as a PSB. So I think it depends very much on the cooperation between uh, the Leo director of orchestra uh, okay. and then the, the, the staff. Yeah, yeah, we're nearly out of time. I mean, I, I, I had a quick look at the... Um uh, the report, uh, and one of the points was that uh, it said that RTHK didn't have the kind of editorial processes that you find in other public service broadcasting uh, broadcasters, uh, and it specified the uh, the BBC, the ABC in Australia, the CBC uh, in Canada. Um, surely no one would object to RTHK being compared and organised along the same principles as those. They're very well, widely respected uh, public service broadcasters. It can only be good, surely, if RTHK models itself on them. Um, Actually, RTHK is modelling on uh, BBC as far as I know. Uh, But But apparently not when it comes to editorial processes, so uh, why not improve it? uh, It seems they have really had editorial uh, meeting every week between those uh, higher level officials. And then they have report and then discussion over the programming. So I don't know why they would say they don't have any uh, monitoring or maybe uh, control. At least the management will know what is uh, happening among the program. So so I, 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 I don't think this is justified, that kind of accusation. All right. Uh, an email from uh, Alan. Uh, who says, thanks to Mr. Lankar Wing for his public service. That's exactly why our CNO, Chief Executive in name only, couldn't even wait for his contract to end. RTHK should take the report as an honour. If this unelected government dislikes RTHK, it means RTHK has done its job in serving the public. Your board of advisers is a disgrace, headed by a disguised CCP puppet and other unrepresentative elites without journalistic experience. Not even a single non-Chinese. What an insult to minority listeners. The disgraceful puppets forgot to mention that praises of RTHK override complaints. Seven substantiated complaints for RTHK. How many substantiated 
associated complaints are there against the police? They are by tens of thousands. Carrie herself got over two million complaints. I'm talking about people marching against her back in 2019. That is the view of uh, Alan. Thank you very much indeed for that. Thank you very much indeed to uh, Grace Lung, lecturer in the School of Journalism and Communication at the Chinese University. Thanks very much indeed. Uh, just a couple of uh, comments to uh, finish off. Uh, Philip, uh, clarifying an earlier point, said Central Library, this is about a library calling the number, says Central Library in Causeway Bay calls the number you give when you manually write your contact details down. If you give an incorrect number, you won't be allowed access. That's interesting. That comes uh, from uh, Philip. Uh, and Jim says, if you enter a public library, use a facility and is then diagnosed positive, don't you hope that it's the responsibility library to confirm that contacts are correct? That's uh, Jim's take. And Greg said, could someone tell Mike Rouse that public swimming pools are usually closed during autumn and winter? Mystery solved. No, not mystery solved. There are lots of private swimming pools and they're closed too by government order. OK. All right. Mystery solved. Mystery back. Case closed. <laughs> Until next week. Mike, thank you very much indeed. Uh, oh, that's it from... Uh, my phone does things. <laughs> I already knew my phone did things I didn't know. Now it does, I've learned it does even more things that it, I didn't is know. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Are you feeling I don't happier feel, or less happy? I'm pretty philosophical about it. <laughs> OK. Uh, the weather forecast for today. Fine uh, visibility relatively low in some areas this morning. Then warm temperatures up to about 26 degrees. Uh, mainly fine tomorrow, warm during the day, windier and cloudier on Wednesday and on Thursday. 21 degrees now, relative humidity is at 78%. Fight the virus, stay vigilant. If you think you have a higher risk of COVID-19 exposure or experience discomfort, you can collect specimen bottles for free testing from designated public clinics. Meanwhile, the government will arrange free testing for targeted groups. To minimize the risk of community transmission, we should take the initiative to get tested. Together, we must fight the virus. Stay vigilant. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details. 9.33, the news with Samantha Butler. The chairman of the Education Policy Concern Organization, Mervyn Cheung, says the government should consider putting teachers on a priority list for COVID-19 vaccinations. Schools resume today after the Lunar New Year break, with up to a third of students allowed on campus at any one time. Those schools that get all staff tested every fortnight will be eligible to have all students back for half-day classes. Foreign Minister Wang Yi says the actions of the former Trump administration to suppress and contain China were the root cause of the difficulties in bilateral ties. At a forum in Beijing, he also urged US policymakers to stop smearing China's Communist Party and stop conniving with separatist forces. And Japan has asked all airlines using Boeing 777 planes with Pratt & Whitney 4000 engines to avoid its airspace until further notice. An engine of the same type came off a United Airlines 777 on Saturday, leaving debris near Denver, Colorado. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration has ordered extra inspections of the jets. I'll have more news at 10 o'clock. Welcome to a brand new morning, and now the back jet's through. Hold tight to the side of your seat, it's the morning brew. It's Phil Whelan and he's dealing an interview or two. Live now on Radio 3, it's the morning brew. He'll entertain you lots, well fingers crossed, until his voice is shot. He's 
is a dedicated individual. Sit back, enjoy the chat, plus a tune or two. Hold tight to the side of your seats. It's the morning 